This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. If they expect me to walk away from Luton with nothing... I'll make very sure there's nothing to walk away from. Hello and welcome back to the Oak Road Hatter podcast. We're now just under six weeks until Luton Town kick off their Premier League campaign with a trip to Brighton Hove Albion. There's plenty to look forward to as we wait for that season opener. Like where and when will we have pre-season? Is there going to be a European trip involved in that? I know two people here hoping that a European trip is on the cards. I'm here with Jamie Castle and Kieran Robertson. Fellas, how are we getting on? Yeah, pretty good. As you say, we're 40 days out to Brighton away and currently that's our next game. Um, yeah, it'd, it'd be good to know who we're playing in pre-season. But no, until then, obviously, it's, it's exciting. Seeing some transfers starting to happen and sort of Luton seem to be drip-feeding us news day by day rather than just sort of, rather than sort of throwing, throwing it all at us at once. Um, but no, it's, it's good to have a Premier League transfer window. I'm doing all right. It's one of those where I think, I feel like I'm on the edge of my seat and I've got Ryanair bookmarked on my laptop at the moment, ready for when this moment happens, if it happens. Um, and if we don't get Ajax away in pre-season, there is going to be a few unhappy Luton fans on Twitter. We all know what Twitter can be like. Um, and a few of those in the no accounts are going to be a little bit uh, lost for recognition. But, Fingers crossed for a strong pre-season nonetheless. Of course, today we're going to look at the first two editions at Kenilworth Road this summer in a little bit more detail. We're going to chat fancy football as five players 
prices have been revealed. And we're going to discuss the latest on the transfer rumour front. Let's start with Chiodose Ogbene, a player whose name is already stumbling me. Um, I'm sure there's, there's plenty more of that to come. But I'll come to you first, Jamie. What are your initial thoughts on Ogbene? Um, I guess we've seen him in a Rotherham shirt. He's, he's you know, impressed on the international stage as well. What do you make of his signing? Yeah, I mean, to start with, I'm just going to call him Chio. I think, I think the club called him Chio on the social media. So I'm just going to going to put that out straight away. Um, but no, it was a signing that at first I was I was happy with, but not like over excited with. But I think the more I read about him, the more I, I sort of see clips of him, and the more I, I guess, and, and again, just seeing his his sort of initial interview with the club, he, he's just he is that typical Luton signing. Um, his athletic pace, power. Um, again, probably a bit warm in, in in final product, but you just picture him away at City, and he's the exact player we're going to need on on the counter. Right, I'm, I'm pretty sure he, he can run at Diaz or Kanji and, and get him on the back foot. Um, but now you, you can't really argue about a free transfer. He's going to be a, a, a player that definitely fits in our wage structure. Um, but no, I mean, it, it, it would be an exciting one. I think it, it's a player that we probably need to let, let do the talk on the pitch. I think he's going to be someone that surprises a few people. Um, I think he, he he's, he's I think he's going to make his mark. I think he's not going to get in straight away. It, it's going to be interesting to see where he, where he plays. A lot of people talking about maybe right wing back, maybe up top. Um, so that's going to be interesting to see where he plays to start with. I mean, as it stands, he's the only right wing back at the club that, or, or player that can probably play there. So he's probably there at the minute. But it's going to be interesting to, to see where he plays in the long term. Um, but uh, on the three, he's got lots of Champions League uh, games under, under his belt. Impressed in a, in a decent enough Rotherham side. So put him around some, some better players uh, and I'm sure he'd excite. Kieran, I have him down as a striker. I don't know what 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 you think as of yet, as Jamie alludes to already. A bit of versatility. Can you see if, well, not if now he's arrived? Do you think that could create a potential low move for someone like Joe Taylor, someone who provides a little bit of a similar service? In he's pacey. He's a player that looks to to break the back line. Do you think that that? Ogbene coming in might have some sort of impact on what we do with Joe Taylor. I'd say it definitely has an impact on the pecking order. Like you look at sort of the attacking players we've got, you look at Eli's Morris at the moment, they're starting too. But then you look f- further down, Musque, McAtee, even maybe Mendez Gomez fits in that category of sort of, oh, could he play up there? Maybe. Um, and again, like Joe Taylor, like you said, him and Peppel, probably the two that were sort of like, Pushing, had loan moves, or at least in Peppel's case, he did. But for me, I think it emphasises the loan move for Taylor more. Um, same thing with Peppel again, McAtee, players like that. If we're in the Championship, it's a different story. But we're in the Prem now. It's a much bigger ball game. It goes about saying, I think a League One move or even a low-end Championship for Joe Taylor, I feel is probably the ceiling at this point. Yeah, it makes sense to me. Makes sense. I think that I think that back end clear out is going to be interesting this summer to see what happens with that. I mean, that there's quite a lot of volume in that in that back end, right? In terms of like Kieran mentioned, you've got Musgrave, you've got McAtee, you've got Pebble, you've got um, Mendes Gomez, you've got Pereira. There's a, a, a lot. I mean, it's, it's quite it's quite deep in terms of the, the, the amount of players you've got in that in that in that sort of up top sort of attacking mid 
category. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. Um, probably a few low moves, maybe a few permanents out. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I certainly can't see Mendes Gomez or Makati or, or, or Pepple sort of getting in in the 25 or thereabouts. I think Pepple might be sort of allowed outside of the sort of like the, 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 the age criteria. But other than that, I mean, there's certainly going to be one or two that, that, that move on either permanently or no. Yeah, to be fair, that sort of idea, I think, stretches further down the team as well. Like even to midfield, like players like Elliot Thorpe, you sort of look at and think, are you going to get anywhere near the 25? And if not, then it's sort of at this point, you either look at loans out and think, will they be a use next season? Or for players like Pepple or more so like a Musque or a Mendes Gomez, you kind of look at and think, has that bridge we're not crossing that bridge at this point. That ship's probably sailed, in my opinion. Um, Low-end championship, high-end League One. Again, like Mendes Gomez, like one of my friends supports Portsmouth, for example. And I said to him, I was like, if you sign Mendes Gomez, like that's a top-level League One signing. Um, that's the sort of thing. I basically kind of offered him out and was like, take him <laughs> if you like. It's fine. <laughs> the same with Matt Macy as well. Matt Macy can go to Portsmouth for a week, yeah. No, that, that, that's definitely fair. It, it seems like that that group is our sort of like our, our hedge against relegation, right? So they're going to assess that group and see, like on on the assumption that that we don't stay up in the Premiership, who who do you think can impact in Championship twenty four twenty five? And I think that that's going to be the, the the main factor around who stays and who goes. Yeah, and sort of to further that on, it then depends on I suppose how many of those players are sort of willing to hedge that bet. Like how many yeah. of them, especially like a Mendes Gomez who we know has been struggling for game time ever since he's come in, looks at it now, what, he's this will be his third season with us now? Oh, right, and yeah. you think, right, am I actually going to get games here? And at some point, you sort of have to take charge of your career. But equally, if you were to look at that group and say, hypothetically, four or five of them are uh, more outgoings, that then means we need to bring in another four or five. Mm. So then what does the quality look like with that depth now? That's kind of the interesting debate for me, I think. And it's difficult in the respect that we don't know contract levels. Yeah. A lot of other clubs probably stretch it to the majority of clubs in the EFL and pushing up to the Premier League as well. No contract lengths of, of their players. So it makes it more difficult to, to really understand who we think should go. We don't really know their contract situation, which throws a bit of a complication into things. But as you say, I think of that group, Mendes Gomez to me has always been the one that has pushed it, always looked that little bit more ready than, than say, your Elliot Forbes, your Admiral Musquays. So it'd be interesting to see what happens. Would a championship club take a punt on him? He's still only 23, 24. Yeah, it'd be interesting. It, potentially, if his contract's looking favourable, yeah, it could be an opportunity to make a little bit of money from him as well. 100%. We'll go on to Mads Anderson, uh, the, the signing that... that took all weekend to make um i think looking at everything so far um my personal view i, I think it's a very good signing um very luton he's defensively dominant he's strong in his duels he's comfortable with playing playing out from the back as well um and and just his character to to sit down and have that that spoken interview with the Barnsley media team i think that speaks about his character and we all know Luton recruit players based on of course ability and the person they are as well so I think he could be somebody that doesn't just fit in stylistically and, and 
with us going into this sort of new era, but I think his personality will also fit in the squad. Jamie, initial thoughts on Mads Anderson coming in. We've used Barnsley to our advantage again. What a connection. Yeah, it seems like the Monka um, uh, unlucky Barnsley meme can be played every summer, right? Um, but you have to feel for him to the extent losing, losing, I guess, a key player every summer. I mean, it's something that we've been used to over the years, but it's not been to the same club the whole time. So I guess that's things even more if we'd look, if we'd lose said key player to a to a big club. But no, I mean, I think in terms of the personal side of it, but he, you know, that he's everything a Luton player should be, and and probably a bit more in terms of just the humility. He shows that he cares, and um, I think that some some Premier League fans would have seen that Barnes interview and would have sort of been like, oh come on, oh, it's only it's only a move, blah blah blah. But they'd be like like like. So to, to some players, it is more than just a job, um, and you can tell he, he really cared about about sort of the opportunity that Barnsley gave him. I mean, he, they they took a bit of a punt on him from Denmark, put, put him over, and you know, I mean, certainly for the first year or two in the, in, in the championship, he absolutely smashed it. He, he was a big part of that Barnsley side that, that got him in the playoffs. Um, and then you, you look on the, the the technical side of things; it's a player that I would have loved Luton to have made before. Um, I guess there's the element of of question mark from the outside now, given we are a Premier League club. But fundamentally, if if we'd have signed him last summer, if he'd have had a full season with us throughout the season and then got promoted with us with that year with that year behind him, we'd be sitting right now thinking he would make a massive impact in the Premier League. Um, he's de- okay. He might have been in League One last year, but I, I think through our eyes, through the through the pyramid, we, we, we've seen that there is. Certainly, an element of blurred lines between leagues one and two, and leagues one in the championship is it's not as as clear cut as that as them being tears as as they are from, from the outside. As certainly, he was a championship defender playing in League One last year, um, and he's played well, I, I don't know the exact amount, but I assume forty or more games for Barnsley last year was a, a big part of, of their playoff run again. Um, and and yeah, I think is he going to start from the first week? Maybe not. It depends what happens with Lockie, and we we'll get onto Lockie no doubt later on the pod. But he's certainly someone that can can fight for that starting spot. And I think we mentioned it on the last pod. It's, it's sort of tough with this squad and, and the way we're going about it. We're sort of given given that that core, I guess that core 15, 16 players that really contributed to get to getting us up. We're giving them rightly, in my opinion, the chance to impact in the league. So you've got to recruit in that ballpark where. Okay, we we probably could go out and sign one or two or three players that are first names on the team sheet for for the Premier League. But at, at the end of the day, that could be a bit harsh on Bell, a bit harsh on Doughty, harsh on on, on And okay, we probably at one point go out and and sign someone a bit bigger in terms of sort of the six seven eight million pound pound mark and, and bring them in. But it's always going to be harsh on someone. In, in the starting squad. So Anderson sort of fits that bracket perfectly, I think, in my opinion, in terms of you've got, I guess, what what I call it, four centre-halves now at the minute with Bell, Ashiman Lock signs on, Osho and Burke. So you've got four there that all deserve their chance. And now we've got a fifth who will definitely, certainly fight for that starting spot. It's probably as good as it, any of those names and um, we'll, we'll, we'll push those, those first four ones to to make their mark in the Premier League. So I think it will, all around it, it fits the bill perfectly from the personal side, technically, and just in terms of that squad management side of it as well. 
for the fans of other clubs that um, are ridiculing what we've done in the, the summer transfer window so far, um, just a little history lesson. Luton Town have recruited from the lower leagues for quite a long time and it hasn't stopped us rising up the leagues. It's not a sign of that we're going to um, you know, do worse than Derby. It's not a sign that we're not even trying to stay in the Premier League. Um don't want to say anything too big just yet because, of course, the season hasn't even started yet. But our recruitment team know what they're doing. They've got a proven track record and, and I'm sure signing of Mads Anderson is going to be another example of excellent business from the club. Kieran, coming on to you about Mads Anderson. Um, I think he stated that he's still got Denmark. Um, he still wants to represent the Danish national team. He's still got those aspirations. Premier League opportunity for him. A bit of a no-brainer as soon as, as Luton's interest would have surfaced for him. But do you think he's a player that, that can succeed in the Premier League and, and then go on to, to perhaps represent Denmark on the uh, international stage? In terms of getting in for Denmark, I think him signing for us puts him on a bigger pedestal at the end of the day. Like, as soon as you're a Premier League player, just by circumstance, it makes you more prone to those sort of opportunities. And he's not exactly coming in to say an Aston Villa or maybe even a Crystal Palace where he's going to be third or fourth choice with us. In my opinion, he'll probably be first. There's a reason that we've supposedly spent a club record fee on him. Like he's not going to be that sort of player that sits on the bench behind what we've got. I think he makes a starting three. The comparison that I sort of drew to in my head was quite like Ethan Pinnock, not necessarily in terms of style of player but more circumstance around Pinnock in the sense of, ironically, he was a Barnsley player as well. Um, but signed for Brentford in the Championship, had a full season in the Championship. And when they went to the Premier League, like everyone and their nan was watching Brentford the season they went up. And there was a lot of doubts about Pinnock and whether he'd make the step up. And now there's a reason he starts at the back with Ben Mee, right? He's now an established Premier League centre-half. So if Ethan Pinnock can do that under similar circumstances... Mads Anderson, again, another player that's got age on his side. He's determined. He's got the right mindset to succeed, whether that is with us in a few in the next couple of seasons or whether that then leads him to a bigger move. There's no reason why not. Absolutely not. I think with Mads Anderson, well, the funny thing I've seen today is that Barnsley have um, since been linked with another centre-back and... Every comment was pretty much every comment was a Luton fan with sort of the eyes emojis saying, "This is going to be our next." This is going to be our next title. It's become it has become. Welcome so to Luton twenty five twenty six. Admittedly, I was quite surprised because we, I feel like either we were linked with Liam Kitchen or it may have just been a discussion among, amongst Luton fans, essentially saying, "Oh, we should look at Liam Kitchen." So the fact that we've not signed him, I was like, "Oh." I'll keep that one in mind though because that might still come later down the line but no, always next I, I, I think that link was more by the fact that he was a left footer I think I've, I've seen a few comments from Barty fans okay. saying that Anderson is by far their better defender I think it was just a, a Luton fan putting two and two together seeing that they've got a, a pretty good left footer centre half we, we were playing a bit of a makeshift left, left, foot, left footer centre half in the Murray Bell so maybe that's something that we, that we do in the future but no I mean who knows how does it feel to know that our two record signings now are both Barnsley players? We have oh. to. I said this to you, Jamie, the other day. We have to have a scout that's permanently in Barnsley. 
not allowed to leave South <laughs> Yorkshire, but just stays there all year round and, and reports back. He's probably got the most strenuous job there is because we, we constantly go to Barnsley for talent, don't we? It's become a... Uh, I don't know if it's a sort of stylistic thing. I don't know if it's the way they play kind of mirrors the way we play in terms of out of possession. Um, I don't know what it is, but I'm sure we'll be back. I might try and find someone to hack Luton's expense system. And I'm, I'm no doubt there's like a Barnsley scene ticket in there somewhere where there's like a, <laughs> like, a, like an, a, an annual expense in our cost line in the accounts for season ticket at Barnsley FC. Um, I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure that's in there somewhere. Can we take note as well? Can we bring someone, um, a Barnsley fan, onto Oak Road Hatter as well? <laughs> Permanently, yes. just, 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 just uh, allow that transition in knowledge, yeah. <laughs> Match reports direct from League One on who will be signing the season after. <laughs> okay, let's go on to some contracts that have been signed. Luke Berry has penned down fresh terms with the Hatters, Colton Morris, Reese Burke, Corley Woodrow and Amari Bell so far. It's... It's clever with some of them. Um, it's good to see that, that certain players have, have committed their future to the club. It's a very, very good opportunity at the moment to be part of this fantastic club. And I don't think they would have taken much convincing, but still we're protecting our assets. In at least some of them, you have to say, in Colton Morris, Reese Burke, probably. What do you think, Kieran, first? The five that are signed so far, any of them catch you by surprise any of them you think is particularly good business at this point um i'd say all from the standpoint of like you said it's that sort of incentivize for the players in a sense of getting them to sign on like i'm sure that they're all going to have some sort of relegation clause in their contracts where either their wages drop or they're allowed to leave for a certain fee um but it's smart business all around at the end of the day because whether or not they all start I mean, for the sake of Morris and Burke, they're likely to, but for the other three, maybe not so much. But at least for their sake, their financial security is safe. Our squad depth more so is safer having them in. They're players that know the club already, especially look at someone like Luke Berry, lead two to the Premier League. From his standpoint, I think it's more of a, you deserve to see this through with us more than anything. Like, is he going to get most game time? No, because you look at this season, didn't get that much. It was here and there. And whenever it was, in fairness, he did make an impact. So I'm hoping, albeit it might be a lot less, I hope he still has the same impact this season. Amari Bell, influential in our success last season. Corley Woodrow, same thing. Didn't play much, but when he did, had somewhat of an impact. Um, I think it's that thing of, here's, there's not maybe a hint of thank you to it. Like, a, here you go. Here's a bit of extra money. But if we go down... These are the sorts of players we're going to be looking to keep on board. Yeah, I think it's just smart around. I think like it's tech, uh, you could like take Nick Barry for example, right? He's, he's been with us since since, since League Two. He, he probably was on no more than a, a decent high end League One salary last year in the Championship. Probably what five six grand a week. I can't see him being on much more than that in the Championship. So again, it's just like as Kieran said, it's just a bit bit of a thank you. He probably isn't isn't on much more now. Probably on nine, ten grand a week, and that's me completely picking that numbers out the hat here. I've got no, no, I guess evidence to it. But that's just, I guess, in my head, I can't, I can't see us paying Luke Barry fifteen grand a week, for example. Right? He's probably he's probably on nine, ten, but there or thereabouts. Um, so again, even that for a Premier League is nowhere, nowhere near the levels that a Premier League club are paying in terms of in terms of it as an average. It keeps the squads. 
everyone's sweet, everyone's sort of on the same page that, you know what, we are being rewarded, we, we are sort of being financially banked for the, the work that we've done. And there probably isn't even a, a clause for, for, for relegation, right? Because Luke Berry's contract probably is now three more years. And even if we went down this year, the contract will expire by the end of the parachute payment. So it, it, the, the, the wage is probably in line with a championship club with, with parachute payments. So I think it's all round, it, it keeps it keeps everyone sweet. And I was listening to, to Five Live and it was, it was Gary Sweet was on the show, was on the show, but it wasn't Gary Sweet that said it. I think it was either um, Wilder or, or, or Kim McGuire mentioned that uh, okay, year one, your your assistant squad go up and don't really ask for too much by, by the way money because they sort of they're on the high and they're on the wave and and that they're keen just to sort of keep keep that 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 squad sort of going. But then it's year two if you stay up, they all now will actually be, we've proven ourselves to be Premier League players. But when that if that happens to us next year and we stay up, that Gary Sweet and that will go back. Well, you've had a bit of a pay rise last year and. I think it just it just keeps that squad management. I think the wider strategy sort of really sweet. I think everyone at the club knows exactly what what, what they're trying to do. Um, so just across the boards, this sort of I think just it's that keeping that 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 sort of that strategy and that's just that system of keeping the squad together going. And of course, all this contract talk probably will continue to speak about it because there are situations to do with Pelly Ruddock and Panzu. Tom Lockyer to still sort out and I'm sure we'll hear very soon what comes of that. We're going to head into a short break. Afterwards, we're going to speak fantasy football and then we're going to end on the latest transfer rumours involving the Hatters. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. We are back for the second half of this episode and we're going to speak through fantasy football now and this is Jamie Castle's baby. This is what Jamie Castle lives and breathes for. He is proper into his fantasy football and I think combining that with his love for Luton Town and he's in a pure state of happiness at the moment. Today we're recording on the Monday night it was the release of a few player prices for the upcoming campaign. We've got five Luton players that we've seen prices for so far. Um, we've got Colton Morris at 5.5 million. We've got Elijah Adebayo at five. We've got Jordan Clark at 5 million. We've got Gabriel Osho at 4.5 million and Amari Bell at 4 million. Jamie, I'll come to you. Give us your thoughts on all things fantasy football and Luton Town Football Club. That was an unnecessary. That was a, a un, sort of a, a not needed big up from you there, Bill. I mean, you think I'm an expert, but I, I, I just like it, uh, and I'm, I'm I'm trying to get better at it. But no, um, I mean, on the whole, prices. I think I, I was 
I was surprised across the board. Um, Morris at 5.5 was very surprising and from someone that was going to pick him, delighted. Um, I, I obviously the, the graphics that went out on our socials today. I, I drafted one at six and one at six point five, thinking that surely there's no way he's any higher or lower than that. And then when they released it at five point five, I was frantically trying to try and edit the graphic to make it five point five because I was just shocked he was going to be that low. Um, so I think that that speaks volumes. At six, he would have been in my side. Um, probably not an FPL view, but just a little bit biased view. Um, but at 5.5, he actually starts to come in, a, in into the FPL view, actually, the, the unbiased opinion that actually he probably becomes a very good pick. Um, you've seen Haaland at 14 million, so, that, so, so the, the, the going joke is that everyone everyone's budget is now 86 million for 14 players. Um, so every squad's going to need a differential, a sort of a, a cheaper pick and... A twenty-goal championship striker in Colton Morris, that the highest-scoring player of of any of, of the three promoted sides at five point five, I think, is an absolute snip. He's an absolute cert for for that third forward spot if you play three up front. Um, so yeah, I think that's spot on. Adebayo at five is an interesting one. Um, again, this is if if you look at the I guess the, the short-term view, he was I guess nowhere near levels of Mark Morris from from that perspective last season. But does that 0.5 mean you can save elsewhere? Who knows? It's, it's going to be an interesting one. I think let's see what happens in terms of any of the forwards that you sign. Um, Clark, love him, but not really an FPL asset. For 5 million, you just go out of buyer instead, depending on your team structure. So I, I can't see him being a pick at five. Um, and then Osho, I think Amari Bell's price puts him out of, of contention as well, right? I think. Everyone was thinking Doughty, and if Doughty comes in, comes in at four and a half, then and he, he's a steal. If he comes in at five, then it's a bit more of a debate to have. Um, but Amari Bell at four just basically puts Osho out the one in. Um, and then, yeah, Bell at four is interesting. I think every FPL manager wants a starting defender at four million, and, and, and we've got one. Um, he definitely will start the season, in my opinion, from, from, from game week one. So to have someone at four million, I mean, Every defence is going to have a is probably going to have, going to have a four million defender in it unless you go for to, for two four and a half. So why why can't that be Bell? Because aren't really four million. This just you just just your your throwaway pick, right? Um, so I think he's he's going to be in a lot of teams. And Kieran, coming over to you. Of course, there's just been five players so far. Who else are you keeping your eye out on? Which other? Luton players do you think have potential to, to potentially be in your team and, and what kind of price would you be looking at? So I sort of I had a glimpse at obviously the results earlier that come out. The one that stood out for me, and I was gutted they didn't leak the price for him. Um Doughty always stuck out for me. I feel like attacking wingbacks, kind of silly not to. And I think I'd have done the same if Drame's price was leaked, if we actually had him as a permanent player, of course. Um but Doughty and Morris, without a doubt, literally, will both be making my team, I think. I mean, I'm nowhere near as serious as Jamie. I mean, this is the same guy that organised us in a Zoom call for an FBL draft last year that we all gave up on after two weeks. But um, in terms of, you boys, that's why. I, yeah, you keep telling yourself that, mate. That's fine. <laughs> um, but when it comes to FPL, normally I'm not asked, but I think that is admittedly because by Christmas, I'm not that asked about the Prem in general. Um, 
And I always said, oh, yeah, the second that we're in it, like, oh, I'm going to love it. And, well, here we are. So I suppose this year I will actually play a full season of FPL. And if I'm going to, I best believe I'm going to have three Luton players in there. I think Doughty, Morris, and then probably Clark, to be honest, make the three for me. Obviously, you can only have three from each team. Um, it would just be quite funny to see a Harlan, Salah and Morris front three in my team. <laughs> <laughs> I think the goalkeeper picks going to be interesting. Obviously, subject to who we sign, right? I mean, it seems like again we'll come on to it, but it seems like Begovic is going to be one of the two that we're, that we're looking to sign. I can't see him. Can't see Begovic being four and a half. I can't see him being five. He'll be four and a half or four, probably four and a half. And then it gets into goalkeeper goalkeeper rotations, right? You've got to look at fixtures, and I think us and Everton rotate quite nicely in terms of the the, the games to start with. So pick Pickford's only four and a half. So do you pick Pickford and then the Luton keeper at four and a half? So that's going to be interesting to see. A who we signed in goal and also what price to come out at. But I can't see them being at only four and a half. It could be that we signed two and one of them comes in at four, and that could be a surprise if that one starts. So and of course we still got the right wing back position to fill. It seems that we're we're looking for a more creative midfielder as well. So definitely a few more uh, potential Luton players to put into your fantasy team. That is for sure. Like last season, we'll have a league going. Um, we'll, we'll definitely keep tabs on that as well to see um, how us Hatters are getting on. Jamie, last thing about fantasy football here. Um, just Kieran brought it up before. You won the, the draft last season. Um and as Kieran rightly uh, mentioned there, all of us pretty much um, didn't have a clue past sort of November time. But you, you won it. You won it soon as we started the draft and you picked Ireland. I think as soon as anyone picks Ireland, that's game over. Yeah, but I think a lot of that's hindsight thinking. You had that idiot Rory Jennings or whatever name is on, on things saying he's going to barely score 10, right? And I think any decent football brain would have known he would have had at least 20 but I think even beyond anyone's thoughts he was a bit of a robot really right I think we all thought he, gonna, he would have a really, really good season but no one really thought he was going to be a 35 or so gold striker so yeah obviously hindsight thinking I, I was lucky to pick Harlan but I'm not, I'm not even sure I was first pick I think I was like third or fourth so the idiots who was first and second didn't go Harlan I think, I think one pick Son I'm like what the hell are you doing um, but no, I think can confirm be... that was not me. <laughs> I think it was Harry or something. Um, but no, I, I, I think it would be tougher this year when you when you boys um, probably become a, a, a bit more wiser in your choices. Yes, that is for sure. Um, funnily enough, um, I'll be doing my bit to, to try and get Colton Morris as my first pick this year going forward. <laughs> if, if you're pick one and pick Colton Morris over Harland, I, I, I appreciate and applaud the, the Luton glasses, but come on. <laughs> we get a I, right I think I just laugh. If we get a right wing back that provides a similar service to Doughty, we will be flying, I tell you. We'll be flying. We'll go flying on now. 12th place, I heard. To the latest transfer rumours and course there's been so many since we've been um, since promotion to the Premier League has been confirmed I was struggling to think which ones we covered which ones we haven't covered so I had to go back through the latest ones that we're going to speak about we'll start with Ben Pearson 
Um, I'm going to tie this in with Nakamba. Of course, there is all this talk about will we get Nakamba? Um, various reports suggest that we're we're edging that little bit closer. But, but Ben Pearson, another sort of holding midfielder, tough tackling, um, good distribution, reads the game very well. Do you envision a scenario where we get Nakamba and Pearson? And and I guess the second question within this, Kieran, is would you would you take a player like Ben Pearson? I think Ben Pearson screams one thing to me, he just screams hard bastard. Like you know he's gonna get sent off four or five times a season, right? But the thing is, is those sorts of players don't come around very often. Like it's very Kevin Nichols esque. Like to have like Nakamba, as solid as he is, he's quite tame, isn't he? Like he loves to retrieve a ball and he'll love a tackle, but there's not that sort of aggression about it. He's very smart, he's very technical. And that's weird to say about a defensive midfielder when it comes to the defensive side of their game. But when you look at someone like Ben Pearson, he's like, the ball's there, tunnel vision, he's in, and he's just going through you, no matter what. And I like the change in dynamic. Like I like us having the option of either or because there's going to be certain games next season where you go, do you need Nakamba or do you need Ben Pearson? And I like the idea of having both. Um, I know that some people might look at us being linked with a Ben Pearson and go, oh, if we're getting in, we're not getting Nakamba. And there is probably an element of truth to that as well. Um, But best case scenario, we get the pair of them. And if we do, we've got the best of both worlds. We've got someone who's technically really good on the ball, can pass, can distribute, but also be a bit of a hard nut. And the other in the camber who is solid and reliable and evidently is one of the key sort of cogs in the in the gears of getting us promoted. I think we're definitely going for two DMs, I think. I mean, just looking at the links you've got, obviously in the camber, it seems like we're trying to go for trying our best to get him subject to wage and, and, and fee structure. Um, then we've been linked to what Travis, been linked to Pearson, been linked to that um, Martinez guy from Midland and Denmark. It seems it definitely seems like we're trying to get to DMs. And I think not not only is it uh, because we want different styles, but I think it's also we want just a bit more depth there. And there isn't really anyone, anyone else in the squad that can play DMs. So again, if we go into the season with just the camera, that's a bit lightweight. Um, Again, Pelly, Clark, Campbell, all fantastic players, but you know, they're not defensive midfielders. And probably not an argument to say Campbell might even see a move out this summer. I don't know. He's, I, I certainly don't think he's Edwards' flavour of the day. I, um, there's a reason why, why Barry was, was getting in ahead of, ahead of him a lot, a, a lot of times last season. Um, so, yeah, I think we're definitely going to go for two defensive midfielders. I, I would love a younger one. I think, again, Pearson. I think he's fine and he, and he certainly suits the squad well. Same for Travis, but I would love someone a bit younger. And that Martinez guy from Michigan, know nothing about him, but just by the fact that he's 23 and been linked with other Premier League sides and by the scenes of it, it's only a low single digit million pound fee. So some, someone like that, if we can find someone like that, that would be excellent, especially behind the camera. Someone in the camera's experience, played in the league before, gone for a big fee, played for Club Rouge, played, played European football. So there's no doubt in his experience at a lot of the football and we saw what he could do for us in our squad last year. And then if you can get someone younger, is that sort of backup and also that one that one that could probably take over towards the back end of next season and, and beyond, but that'd be perfect. 
I think you open up a debate there, Jamie, about Alan Campbell. Um, of course, very, very good player. Somebody that, that you know embodies everything Luton Town is about in the championship. He, he really, really impressed. But what happens now? He, it was sort of evident he wasn't um, Rob Edwards' choice, both in a starting eleven and, and as the season wore on, he wasn't called upon to, to change games and swing the game in our favour. Um we've all spoken about what he brings to a game of football and, and loved having him but is it do you get to a position where you think we could cash in and, and generate quite a sizable fee for, for Campbell what he's already done in the championship you know he's 24 still he's, he's still got a lot of a lot of years left to, to play at a high level if he's not going to play a significant part in the Premier League do we do we look to, to shift him on. I think that's something we'll have to ask out on, on socials uh, moving forward. Kieran, what do you think on, on Alan Campbell? Do you, do you envision a scenario where we get rid of Campbell permanently this summer? I think there's no sort of option, I think, where he goes out on loan. Um, I'd be very surprised if that was an option. I think if you're Rob Edwards and you're looting at the moment, I think if a club comes in and offers a fair fee for him because he's going to have, what, one or two years left on his deal now, probably. If someone comes in high-end championship, more than likely, and offers you a fee, I think if you're Rob Edwards, there's an element that you would go, do you know what? Yeah, for the sake of, if he's not necessarily part of his first team plans next season, um, he's probably going to be quite unsettled. Like I can imagine he probably felt quite unsettled as it was because we were surprised that he got dropped. Um, and then sort of out of favour where we had Nakamba, Clark and Pelly as our sort of go-to three, let's say. Um, in my opinion, you look at that three, he doesn't overtake Nakamba, he doesn't overtake Pelly, and then Clark's a completely different midfielder to him. So, again, doesn't overtake him. Um, and if you're not getting in that starting three and we're already looking to improve and build on that three anyway, I feel like his chances then diminish that little bit further. Um, and then at some point you kind of like, have a mutual discussion I think and it becomes more about the player than the club itself and it's like for the benefit of the player do you let him move on if an offer comes in and he wants to entertain it I feel like you kind of lose the choice in the matter yeah I think that's spot on I think anyone that's been listening to Oakwood Hatter for a while will know that I love Alan Campbell I've banged on about it so much in terms of since we signed him that first season in particular he was out of this world for us for me, one of the best players of the season in that that twenty one twenty two campaign, um, and then even last year, obviously big goals, Watford at home, you can't forget that. Um, so I think for us, he's been superb. Um, but I think it is the thing where can we get three, four million for him? Probably. I think if if you, if you look at clubs in the championship, if probably get fifteen million for Halo, do they reinvest and look at someone like Campbell? I don't know why. I think. I just don't think he fits in in what in in, in the Edwards system. He 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 isn't a, a single pivot DM like like the Canberra. He just isn't that player, and he's not good enough going forward technically to be in that eight like a Pelly or Clark. So I just don't, I just can't see him fitting in the system. And I think it's it's sad, but it's just he is a casualty of of progress and 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 I guess a change, right? I think if Nathan was still in in, in the job at Luton, he, he wouldn't have lost his place. Um, but that's football is one of those things. You'll always be 
I guess in in my heart is like a, a cult hero for Luton if, if it does go. Um, but yeah, if we can get three four million pound and put that towards a, a fee for Chong, let's say, I think this is someone that, that we've been looking at. Someone who again is a completely different type of midfielder to Alan Campbell. Okay, he's, he's played out wide for Birmingham, but he could play in that eight role. He, he's definitely technically going forward so much better than Campbell in terms of playing in that eight. So um, which would suit a Luton system a lot more. So I think it's. I guess it seems a bit of a, like a, a really dealing type type thing where we're sort of selling a player who's really good because he doesn't fit a system, but can probably benefit us to get a fee to reinvest in a player that, that suits us more. It's a strange situation how quickly we've evolved and, and heading into the Premier League. It does perhaps force things that you couldn't really imagine happening just say 12 months ago. And that's certainly Alan Campbell's situation. That's something that will be interesting to keep an eye on. We'll go on to Jaffet Tanganga. I never thought I'd be saying him in relation to, to Luton when he was breaking through at Spurs. Um, athletic, comfortable enough with the ball. He's, he's got the odd mistake in him, but, but he's still 24 years old. He's a good age to progress. Probably somebody that, that would command a sizable enough fee. But... It's within the realms of possibility. We've been linked to him by by journalist Ben Jacobs. Do you see that coming up? Do you see us pulling a, a deal like that off, Kieran? Do you think Tanganga is a player that, that Luton could lure to Canworth Road? It feels like yesterday that Mourinho was phasing him in the team at Spurs and was sort of like touting him as this next big defender. And I remember at the time, everyone everyone else was getting pretty excited about him, to be fair. Um Sort of fell off the radar a little bit. Like he's played a bit part role ever since Mourinho left Spurs. Um, but for me, where he's already had that Premier League presence and he's already exposed to the Premier League, um, we're local to Spurs, even if it's a year on loan. Um, obviously, if we get him on a permanent, I feel like it goes without saying that would, without a doubt, be our record signing. Um, but again, like twenty-four fits the mould of a Luton player. Young sell-on fee is there's potential for it. Like. I wouldn't say no, absolutely no. But again, like I said about Anderson earlier, where for me, he fits in to that first 11 straight away. Tanganga, absolutely no doubt fits in that 11. There's absolutely no way. But similar to what we said about Joel last week, I'm not going to try and pronounce his surname. I'm so sorry. Um, Where he can play centre-half and right-back. I know he might have gone to Coventry or somewhere similar now. Um, But... Tanganga fits that mould too. Centre off, right back, but again, has that Premier League exposure that comes with it. And, and something else that fits a little mould is point to prove, right? I think there's, yeah. a, re- there's a reason he was in, in the Spurs squad. He, obviously, the higher ups at Spurs saw a lot of him, but he's he's been prone to a mistake. He's been thrown in at times in the deep end and maybe not been quite ready for it. And there's, that, that has led to a few doubting voices at Spurs. Um, so he's got a point to prove, and he comes to Luton and it's almost a bit do or die for him. He comes to Luton, has a storming season, keeps us up, and suddenly he's a Premier League player, no doubt about it. Or he comes to Luton, he flops, and then he's probably a Championship player. But in terms of in terms of recruitment, I think we can, that's one thing that we don't talk about enough is having players that have point that have points to prove. I think Anderson has a point to prove, or Bene has a point to prove. And I think Tanganga again has a point to prove. I think he, he will come in and he will give it his all for us because he, want, he wants to prove to everyone that he is a Premier League player. 
he's still still young enough to get in in, in amongst international football if he has a good a good year or two under his belt. Um, so yeah, absolutely a, a looting signing. The only question mark is probably going to be in the eight nine ten pound fee mark. And if it is the case, he comes in to start. <laughs> There's no way they're going to drop eight eight million pound a player and he, and, he, and, he, and he doesn't start. Um, so that's going to be a very very interesting one to watch. And there's a reason that I think as the lantern that I linked as well. There's, there's a reason that they're in the picture. Um, they obviously see We've got there. quite good sort of history, haven't we, with Spurs and centre halves? Like you think of Carter Vickers, similar yeah. mould. Like the points you made then about having a points prove. Like Carter Vickers was in that same situation where I think again he'd flirted with the first team, but he was waiting for that moment of show me what you're made of effectively. And he came to us and a lot of Luton fans will happily say he single-handedly kept us up. Um, I would probably die on that hill as well. Um, And I'd also die on the hill of if he didn't come to us for that loan move, I think it put him in the spotlight a lot. There's a reason now he's one of the starting two at Celtic and he's highly trusted in that role and has since played European football and things like that. Tanganga could have that same effect where, like you said, comes in with a point to prove, has a really strong season and worst case scenario and we go down, but has an influential sort of season, he could easily command a bigger fee in that sense or command a bigger move. And it shows what he is actually made of and where he's at, still only 24. And I think Carter Vickers was at a very similar age when he come on loan. Who knows what your next move is after that? Or best case scenario is we stay up, he stays with us. And obtain some sort of a cult hero status. Let's hope so. We'll go on to Ryan Manning now. Um, Henry Lansbury is out of the club, so this is a little bit more um, <laughs> sensible, a little bit more likely than it than it would have been, say, a year ago. But but what is it with all these players we've been linked with so far, and, and having spats with Luton players? Because obviously, <laughs> Ryan Manning, Henry Lansbury situation, Joel Latibodier had that, that little incident with Colton Morris when, when Morris scored last season. And then the, the third one was Lewis Travis as well, who had that um, exchange with, with Luke Berry. Seems to be something on the um, criteria that if you are to become a Luton player this season, you must have pissed off one of our players. <laughs> I, I just can't wait for him to be to be subbed on at home to Burnley to, to joke in chance of Henry Lansby who kicks who he wants. Like, that would just be... <laughs> Amazing, um, but now as a player, he'd be, be that great sort of player as well. <laughs> I think as a player, it'd be, I mean, it'd, be great, it'd, be, it'd be great signing. Now I think we, we need someone to support Doughty, um, and he's the perfect player for it, in my opinion. I think you, you see Forrest last year sign someone like Toffolo. He's that that same sort of mould. Um, we will come into us and we will support Doughty fantastically. We give us that second that second option, free transfer, decent wages, do it. What about you, Kieran? What would you say about someone like Ryan Manning coming in left wing back by trade, but he's also um, played a fair few games for, for Swansea as a left side centre back. Again, versatility, um, very, very good last season for, for Swansea. I think he won their player of the season. Would he provide good competition to Doughty? Could you see him starting over Doughty? Not necessarily starting over him at first anyway, um, but reliable, versatile, experienced, all the key words that sort of I'd associate with Ryan Manning. I think you look at our business so far, mainly so you look at Obene. There's a reason we're looking at these free transfers from the championship 
because they're absolutely no brainers. Like they're players who have, you look at Obene, like Jamie alluded to it near the start. He's played really well in a Rotherham side that isn't, isn't the best, but a decent enough Rotherham team where he's been given a platform to shine. Ryan Manning, same thing, mid-table Swansea team, but he is the outlier in terms of by form, air quotes, being the best left back in the league based on the team of the season. Um, and that that speaks for itself, right? And if someone says to you, statistically, we'll give you the best left back in the championship on a free, on really good wages. Oh, and by the way, he's still only 26. And you said, mm, no, someone would slap you silly. Like <laughs> you, you bite your hand off at that. It's a no brainer. It's competition. It's then having two reliable players in that position. And again, versatility. He's played games at left centre half. If we need it, sound. I think I sort of made a comment on the last podcast about Manning when asked, and it was very sort of case of, you put Manning in there, you free Dalsy up to push further forward, potentially, if that's an option. And I still stick by that as well. I think it gives the team something different, similar style to Dalsy, but offers a bit, something a bit different in a way. Um, I, I'd condone the signing. I'd be happy. And it, it, it comes back to, we spoke about Tanganga, £70, £10 million for him. There's no, there's no way we can pay £10 million for Tanganga if we, I guess, waste the odd two, £3 million pound here on there on someone alternative to Manning, right? We, we need a free transfer like Manning to, to allow funds to be to put to use to, to maybe go out and set and spend six to eight million pound on, on each one two players right so in terms of the financial side of things he, he's pretty much perfect you can't get a more perfect sort of left wing back depth option for us there than Ryan Manning in terms of wages and the fee and it will free up two, two or three million pound that we could spend on someone else or towards someone else we could uplift the fee for someone else um so for me it's it, it's, the, it's the most perfect link I've seen so far and let's close today with a Begovic update. Um, of course, we have been linked with Asmir Begovic for a while now. It's been reported, I think it was from Talk Sport, that he's turned down contract offer from, from Everton. And he's in advanced contract talks with Luton Town. Would he be a good signing? Um, we, we've been speaking about strengthening our goalkeeping department. Is Begovic somebody that... that um, you feel would considerably strengthen our, our goalkeeping options going into the new season. And Jamie, I've, I've, we've mentioned it before about him potentially coming in in combination with, with maybe a younger goalkeeper, younger goalkeeper learning off him. Do you see that as sort of the, the perfect um, way things can pan out for us that we get Begovic and then somebody more youthful, take a bit more of a gamble on, on somebody with a really high ceiling? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it would be ideal for him to come into that that, that goalkeeper union. Um, we need that bit of experience and he's definitely got that. He's, what, he's played for what, four previous clubs in the Premier League. He's played for AC Milan, so there's absolutely no doubt in his experience in terms of what he's done through his career so far. Um, does it come in to start? TBC on who else we bring in, right? Um, that you look at, as I mentioned in the last point, Southampton bought in Brazil last year. Throw in the deep end, and I think that ultimately cost them quite a bit in the season, right? So, I would love to sign a younger one. You see, Burnley going out and whacking nineteen million pounds for, for James Trafford today, or, or 
a link, a link in the right list and there's no way we can do that. Um, but there are definitely options out there in terms of younger ones. We might, might have been the one that we've spoken about before. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if we compare him with the right other one, I think Mark Travers was also linked. Um, yeah, I think it would be a, a perfect option. Um, he's, he's got that experience. Like, like I say, Everton clearly wanted to keep him. Um, probably as, as backup to Pickford, but, but still the fact that the, the, the what he had around speaks volumes about what he added to to the club. Um, but no, it'd be someone that, that, that I'd be happy with. Yeah, I'm the same. I think, as sort we mentioned there, bringing in someone younger, somebody that can learn from the experiences Begovic has in the game would be ideal. Probably have to spend a fair bit of money um, if we were to get someone like Travers or one that sticks in my head, Michael Cooper at, at um, Plymouth Argyle. I think he's a fantastic goalkeeper. Somebody that that's way above the level we've shown at League One last season. I know Plymouth are moving up to the Championship, but I still think he's worth worth the punt and I'm sure somebody somebody this uh, summer will take him whether that's us or not that remains to be seen well that is it for today a big thank you to the pair of you for joining a big thank you to everybody else listening and watching because we're now on YouTube um a big development for us and um, <laughs> we were saying before uh, really really struggling to do the intro because I thought not only are people listening to me potentially balls up they're going to watch me potentially balls up so that was that was exciting um but I've yes been so, we... i've been so much more self-conscious on this part thinking shit like is everything okay like before, <laughs> before you you can just sort of talk and get away with whatever's in the background or whatever so you've been a lot more self-conscious but no you've done it it's a big moment for us i feel um, like i feel like i'm the only one that's had zero nerves here like i'm <laughs> short form content king over here so i'm just like yeah sam make all the mistakes you want lads we'll be all right you just love your face too much mate do you reckon do you know what i if any of you watching or listening to this now have actually seen our tiktok you'd have obviously seen my dashing face so far and the ones i've made i probably have watched them back quite a few times and i just thought <laughs> If anyone was walking past me right now, they'd think this bloke loves his voice. <laughs> like I must love the sound of my own voice because I, I always get paranoid actually watching it back. Like mm. obviously because I keep editing it, making it sure it's fine tuned and everything else. And I'm thinking, good God, I feel like I've heard myself speak enough today. No, like, <laughs> but all for bringing you amazing content. Which, by the way, if you're not subscribed to the TikTok, <laughs> it's going to be the next best thing since sliced bread. So if you haven't subscribed to the TikTok, firstly, subscribe to the YouTube because if you're watching this, you're already here. The button is there. Just click it. Even click that little notification bell next to it because you need to know when we upload, right? Obvious. Um, drop us a like on Spotify and follow us on TikTok. I've just done our end of intro plug. You're really? welcome, boys. Kevin is coming for your job. Need I say no more? <laughs> he's, he's, he's coming for your job, mate. I oh, know. I'm, I'm out. I'm out of work. So, yeah. <laughs> Whose decision? I'll never be a better home for you, mate. As I was saying. <laughs> well, as I said, that is it for today. Big thank you to everyone watching and listening, and we'll be back next week, where I'm sure there will be a lot more to discuss. Hopefully, we have some pre-season fixtures about as well um, kit release as well that's something else that we we um, have to look forward to but until next time it is goodbye from us
away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.